Acorns knows that when you're in school, money can be tight. There's books, there's supplies, there's buffalo chicken pizzas at 2 a.m. Acorns can round every purchase up to the nearest dollar and automatically invest your spare change for you. Turn that pizza into small steps towards your future. Plus, Acorns is giving students a $10 bonus investment. Go to acorns.com college to get started. Investment advisory services offered by Acorns Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Are you ready? Let's make some noise. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton alongside me, as always, my tag team partner, a man who has read the final chapter of the 2023 NFL script, but hasn't told me what happens in the Super Bowl one Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing as always, as we say during this pandemic, this air quote Saturday morning, sir? So are these like the dirt sheets of like the NFL? Like, I don't know. So like, who's the booker? Like, who is mm. it's like Roger Goodell? The Triple H of, like, I don't know. So who's Kevin Dunn? Who's Bruce Pritchard? Like, no, I, I think that, I, I was going to say Mark Tatum, but he's part of the NBA. I was like, I, I like, like, no, like, like I, I mean, once again, someone, like, it just, it doesn't take much for people to be triggered on on, on, on Twitter.com. And people just came with, with the funny stuff, thank God. Because, like, I don't know, like, there's too much seriousness going on. Can't we just get... A, like a business day of just funny memes and funny videos <laughs> and funny comments. Yeah, sometimes we need some 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 lighthearted stuff to kind of break up the uh, the, the the not so hot lighthearted stuff going on in society. For those who don't know, um, and again, I, I hate to promote barstool pr- content here, but um, there was a clip. There is a clip floating around of Arian Foster, former running back for the Houston Texans, saying which that is he, which is beyond weird that like yeah. I don't know Arian Foster, who's like one of the most like well thought out athletes ever is like part of like, I don't know, like that subset. Like, I I mean, like people want to call it the non-problematic barstool, but that's kind of like an oxymoron, but like, I don't know, Aaron Foster, I don't know. Feels like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Feels welcome there. Who the hell knows? Yeah. Well, Aaron Foster said that, um, and I believe it was serious. Again, I don't know the entire context. So again, I am not listening to that entire show, but Aaron Foster said that the NFL is scripted. You get your script for the season, you know, at the beginning of the season. And it tells you everything that's going to go down in practice and everything like that. And again, for, you know, Arian Foster, sometimes he has some brilliant things. And sometimes I think he comes from YouTube University. So I'm not really sure where I fall. Yeah. The but the, the thing is, as Chris mentioned, the best part about this thing wasn't what Arian Foster saying it said about the script. It was the responses to that, the quote tweets and the responses to that tweet um, from Barstool Sports. Um, if, if you haven't done so, if you have a Twitter account, please do yourself a favor and go read those quote tweet tweets. They will allow you to kill two or three hours easily because there's so much good content out uh, there. About more like certain, five. Yeah, about certain people, you know, seeing the script for a certain amount of things. Again, I didn't want to laugh, but the Alex Smith one had me, had me pretty, pretty much in my bag because that was, that was hilarious. Um, but, but once yeah. again, there's always good Cowboys content. There's good Jets content. Like, sure. I don't know, like – there's a couple. There's an Aaron Hernandez one that's real good. Yeah. Like yeah, I know. Like I, I don't know. I I think I think there was one like like I think I forget where Tom Brady was in like a courtroom. I think it might feel like the flaky. Oh, I, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like yeah. the Russell. No. I, I, I mean like <laughs> once again, let's use our minds to make each other laugh during this. I don't know weird time in life. Yeah, yeah. Again, we have that to kind of keep us going, and at least for the next week and a half or so, or week plus. <laughs> 
We have the Eagles being in the Super Bowl to keep us going. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we will talk long about the Eagles making their second Super Bowl appearance um, in the last five years, which sounds funny when you kind of say it out loud. But the Eagles have advanced to Super Bowl 57. So we will give you a very, very 49ers must have been real upset about that script. Like, I don't know. Like, I like, like, what movie did you see two quarterbacks going down at like the same time? Not even necessary roughness did two quarterbacks go down. Yeah, no, this is yeah. I don't I don't know how many scripts have have court teams on their uh their fourth quarterback of the year. Um, but again, the 49ers were the bearers of that script against the Eagles. So we'll talk about that game. We'll talk about what happens. A very super early preview of Super Bowl 57. Obviously, it's too early to get kind of get into the nitty-gritty of it. But we'll talk about Super Bowl 57, the storylines, what it all means. Of course, we'll talk about Tom Brady. You mentioned Tom Brady when he announced his retirement. We will discuss him as well. And of course, we have to put a bow on one of the biggest sporting events on the WWE calendar. Yes, that is Royal Rumble, which took place this past weekend at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Of course, as we like to say on this this show, the first bricks or the first uh, cobblestones have been laid on the road to WrestleMania. A lot of pointing to signs going on uh, this past Saturday, so we will kind of break all that down on this edition of the show as well and and tell you where we can expect the WWF to go, or WWE, excuse me, to go in the next couple of months. So a lot of stuff to get to on this edition of the show. Sit back, relax, take a ride on the Broad Street Line in the future. Sports Talk Radio has finally arrived. Any shout-outs, my friend? No, let's just say the usual thank yous. Thank you guys, as always, for listening to us and supporting us here on 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia, and wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Spotify, all that good stuff, Spreaker, to do a search for the Broad Street Line, download us to your phone, your iPad, your MP3-enabled device, Listen to us at home. Take us with you on the go. Check us out at work. And we are a very, very accessible show, 24-7, 365. We have content available for you. And speaking of content, you can also follow us on Twitter. He is at SKD215. I am at the BS line. The Pro Bowl games are this weekend. I have no idea whether or not Chris is going to watch. You know what? I am curious. I'm pretty – no, I'm curious because – Thankfully, the NFL has decided, and maybe the NBA will follow suit because I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, like because that crap All-Star weekend's coming up, and don't pretend that, like, I don't know the game matters. But, like, the NFL, I think, has finally decided no one cares about the game. Let's, let's, let's do, like, a Battle of the Network Stars, QB Challenge, American Gladiators type. Because, or pros versus Joes type stuff, where, like, I think people are interested to see elite 1% athletes do basic stuff, like kick a football. Like, I don't know. Cause they want to feel like they're not like, Hey, like, I don't know. Like Tyler Hundley, <laughs> like, like really can't kick a ball through a Tic Tac thing. I don't know what the heck they're, they're, they're proposing, but like, I don't know. Like, and it serves good entertainment. And I guarantee you that millions of people with an S are going to watch this. Well, I mean, millions of people are going to watch because, again, because we are a, a football-starved <laughs> nation. And football, professional, air quote, professional football in any way, shape, or form or professional football adjacent things are going to get 5 million people. So, yeah, so millions <laughs> of people will, will, will watch it. It won't be good, but it'll be mildly entertaining for a couple of, for a couple of minutes. And, and, again, that's all I'm looking for for an off week. Again, as my team prepares for the Super Bowl, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have to say it again, the Philadelphia Eagles have advanced to Super Bowl 57. 
easiest route, the easiest route yes. in the history of not even, not even like football, not even North American sports, not even South American sports, but in the entire world of sports history, the easiest path to a championship. I, I mean, that's what I've been told. Everybody listening to this, uh, the show could have coached the Eagles to the Super Bowl. I've been told that. I've been told that like anybody could do it. It's easy. There was nothing. Nick Sirianni did nothing. I'm special. sorry. I'm sorry. Out of all the teams that need and players of that team that should not be talking trash to the Eagles, it's the Giants. Because frankly, they have, they have like I don't know, like that Cincinnati mayor gave that corny ass joke. The Eagles need to file out paternity papers to be the daddies of the Giants because they've dominated them for. 10, 12 years. Yeah, the Giants really can't say much. And again, the Giants are, are, are the ones chirping, or some of the ones chirping. There's been a lot of chirping about, you know, the, whether or not you know, the Eagles had a hard road or whether or not, you know, anybody could have coached this team or, you know, whatever, whatever. The, the fact of the matter is, you know, a week from Sunday, the Philadelphia Eagles will be lining up against the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 57. Again, looking for the second title. And favorite. And favorite in the game. The line, the line, we'll talk about the line in a second. The line's kind of fl- flipped around a little bit. But the Eagles are currently favorite in that game against the Chiefs, thanks in large part what they, to what they did in the playoffs, capping that off so far in the NFC title game with a 31-7 victory over the San Francisco 49ers. A very weird game uh, by, by again, any measure. Uh, Eagles, again, scored a TD on their first possession, had like 13 total yards in their next couple of possessions, but it didn't really matter because Brock Purdy, a couple of possessions, possessions into the game, tore his ligament in his, in his elbow and his throwing elbow, um, on a hit from Hassan Reddick, who we'll talk about in a second. Their their backup quarterback, who was really their fourth string quarterback, Josh Johnson, came in. He had to leave the game early after going under concussion protocol. And at that point, you know, all hell broke loose. I mean, we kind of, I think when Josh Johnson came in, I had already thought the game was over. But after Josh Johnson got hurt again, or got got hurt, and then Brock Purdy had to come back in. I think we all knew it was like the, the celebration started like in the second quarter. Oh, oh no! Could you imagine? Uh, being a 49ers fan of just plat burning through teams the last three months. Yeah. And you end your season like that. Like that, like that's worse than getting like, I don't know that like where you got blown out, but like that's worse. That might be, that's worse than like lo- losing 30 to 27. Like, cause you just got to suffer through three hours of just like, I don't know, knowing, knowing your fate, <laughs> know your go. Like you're seeing the moving truck. You're like, I can't move. I can't move, and I'm just waiting. No, I, I mean, like, unfortunate end of the 49ers, but I, I mean, like, I, like, it, like, are we just going to give the Eagles any credit for just dominating their teams? Like, I don't know, and like, and the, I think the story, bef- the, 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 the story of the game before, the, like, pr- leading up to the game was what can the Eagles, the offense, do against the 49ers defense? And I guarantee you a lot of it was just, like, I don't know, like, how hard is it to play? Like, how hard can you really play like football when you know you're the the quarterback is Christian McCaffrey and he's a yeah. running back? Yeah, like I, I mean, like at some point, like they were putting up a pretty good resistance in the first quarter and a half, and then like I don't know, like the Eagles, like I don't know, just decided, yeah, let's stop messing with our food. Let's just like I don't know, double team these these weak deep interior linemen, and let's just like I don't know. No, they just own, they just possess the ball. And at some point, as much as we think that football has changed with like passing, sometimes the team that just possesses the ball the most is going to win the game. 
the team that possesses the ball the most is going to win the game, and the team that wins in the trenches is going to win the game. And you saw the Eagles' offensive line completely dominate, and I don't, that's not an overrated reaction, completely dominate the San Francisco 49ers' offensive, uh, defensive line. Just blew them away, blew them off the ball, blew them yards downfield. I know one of the things that we talked about on this show was, you know, what about you know what about Nick Bosa? Who's going to block Nick Bosa? You didn't see a whole lot of Nick Bosa. You saw a whole lot of Nick Bosa. You saw saw a lot in the back of him chasing guys downfield after the play. I mean, like, is there enough things to say? Call him warrior. Call him whatever the heck you want. Lane Johnson is just like he's not of this. Like he is made. He's built different. Like and like I don't know. Like, like I don't know if like. Like, so 67% of Lane Johnson is, like, better than 95% of the NFL? Yes. Yeah, Lane, Lane Johnson, not at 100%, is still an elite tackle. And in probably eliter than the rest of the league. He's still a Pro Bowl-level tackle. Like, again, Lane Johnson has it again, he's been – how many games has he played since he came? But just, just the, the playoff games or since he's been hurt? Yeah. Just the playoff no, games. No, the, right. the, 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 the two, two playoff yeah. games. So it still hasn't, give, still hasn't given up a, a sack. Still hasn't given up a pressure. <laughs> I don't think he's given up a hurry. I mean, the man is not 100%. He's te- dealing with a, you know, torn adductor muscle when his, you know, abdomen or whatever, whatever it takes you. Blocking elite defenders, like like high-level defenders, and not giving up anything. Like, kudos to Lane Johnson. But, again, kudos to the entire line. Again, we say it all the time. But Jason Kelsey, he's a monster. But, again, like I said, like it's not just the offensive line. The defensive line as well. Again, why you want to block Hassan Reddick with a backup tight end, I don't know. However, Two games in, we had questions about whether Hassan Reddick was going to be that dude who's going to make those big plays when you needed a, when you needed big plays. Hassan Reddick keeps making big plays every single game, and the man again. I know people want to say he's a defensive player of the year. I'm not going to go that far, but the man is by far and away the best player on that Eagles defense right now. No, I really think that the ups that, that the potential the upside of this Eagles team rested on Hassan Reddick. Because I feel that, like, I don't know, and we've said it, I've said it at nauseum, who was going to be, did the Eagles have a guy that could get to the quarterback when it mattered? Right. And that's been emphatically answered time and time. Like, I don't know. So Reddick's on, like, a three-and-a-half-month heater. Like, I don't yeah. know. I think he has, like, 17 sacks in, like, 17 games, which yeah, is since that, Yeah, since that, first, since that first Commanders game where, like, he, where everybody eat. But, I mean, since that first Commanders game, like, that man, like, hasn't really missed a beat. Like, he's been fantastic. I think you're, like, I think you're right, 17 sacks um, in, in 17 games or something like that. Whatever it is. I don't know, whatever the number is. Sam Reddick has been a, an absolute monster. Um, but, again, that whole, that whole entire defensive line has been fantastic. They were fantastic again, you know, on Sunday. And, like you said, the Eagles – Started slow, wound up with 21 points, you know, in the, at the by, by halftime. Probably could have put up another 21 easy if they didn't kind of let their foot off the gas. But, again, how hard do you play when Kyle Juszczyk and Christian McCaffrey are putting on the QB or wristbands looking at the plays? Like, this, you know, they might run Wildcat for a few plays if, until, the, until Kyle Shanahan figures out what he wants to do, you know, with his quarterback who has no elbow. I mean, seriously. Like, it's like, what do you really want to do at that point? Like, the game was literally over at halftime. Um, so again, the Eagles win. But, no, yes. but not the like. I don't know. Say the flip side. It's not like the Eagles are dealing with this like perfect. They have a quarterback that's not a hundred percent. They have their best offensive tackle and arguably their second best player. Like I don't know. Like is like working at sixty. So that let's not say the the Eagles are like operating at like optimum health either. Yeah. So like I don't know. Let's let's like let's put all the cards on the table and say you know what. It's not like I'm not trying to say that the 49ers weren't dealt 
like literally one of the worst hands I've ever seen a team dealt like at the last minute. So, but I, I don't know. Like, let's just, I'm going to give the Eagles credit for just taking care of business, leaving, 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 leaving the game with no extra injuries and moving on. I, I mean, like they, they've just like, I don't know. And, and I think they've, I think someone said it is like, they've had a couple spots during the season where they've like, I don't know, floundered a bit and they could have like just continued that downfall. But I feel that like this team is like, I think this team just realized there's something like it's rare that you can like feel a team being this special. And they've been like, Roy, they've been like at the pole position the entire almost what the entire season. Yeah, no, I, I almost it's funny because I almost t- titled this show Wire to Wire, um, you know, because again they've been. At it's the pole rare. Position. It's rare yeah. that because like I don't know. Usually, like I, one of the better teams, like I don't know, like because I feel that like the four best teams like left we're we're playing in the championship game those were the four best teams and i I mean you can argue that like i don't know cincinnati was better than kansas city for but i I mean like kc has been there too like i mean these are i think like the two teams that didn't have any slippage the entire season yeah no like like i said like i was going to name this show episode wire to wire because again the eagles and again, arguably the Chiefs have been the, be- the better teams, you know, from the beginning of the season till now. And of course, that was the whole wire incident and the Eagles came. That was kind of weird. But no, the Eagles have been fantastic. And again, you know, kudos to the Chiefs as well. So shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs for taking care of business in quote unquote Burrowhead Stadium on a Sunday, beating the Bengals 23 to 20 um, in the AFC title game. Patrick Mahomes, again, obviously still dealing, still dealing with that, um, that high ankle sprain. But again, gutted it out, you know, threw for over 300 yards, a couple tutties. Um, had that clutch run at the end of the game um, to put them in field position, uh, thanks to Joseph Asai, who added another 15 yards on that. But, again, Patrick Mahomes had a bad ankle. Kansas City lost three wide receivers during the game. Jason, uh, Travis Kelsey had a bad back in that game. But they did enough to win, and they did. They made enough plays to win. They made enough plays to force Joe Burrow into two interceptions and a couple of bad plays. Chris Jones had a grown-ass man game for the, for the Chiefs, and good teams make plays when they need to make plays, and, and that's what Kansas City did on Sunday. And yeah. I oh, – oh, sorry, Roy. Yeah. And I feel that, like, I don't know, another moral use of the story is you don't need to add a little a, a, a little lobs into the fire by calling Arrowhead Burrowhead. And, like, no, like, I, I like, just, like, no, I, I feel that the Bengals were, were feeling themselves a little too much. And, like, I don't know, like, maybe that didn't factor in, but – you never want to give like a, a team at home and your rival like a, a little extra because it, it's undeniable that that the Chiefs players were were willing to throw it back in their face post game. Yeah, you don't want to, and you really don't want to do it again. Going on, the especially road. the mayor, the dumbass mayor who who <laughs> felt like the need to make a corny ass joke. And like, no, like I, I don't know, like th- that made the Chiefs feel some sort of way. So next time, so. All future to all future mayors, know your role and <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> kudos again, kudos to, to Cincinnati for doing whatever they thought they needed to do to juice themselves up. But don't do that against arguably the go. Well, yeah, don't the, do it the best quarterback, the, the best quarterback in the league right now. Again, whether <laughs> where he where he ranks all the time, we can debate later. And the best tight end in the league right now, who clearly take offense to these kind of things. You might not want to do that. If you want to do it against the Giants, that's fine. That's a different story. <laughs> You don't want to do that against Patrick Mahomes. I don't care whether he has a high ankle sprain or not. 
whether he has, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster or McCole Hardeman or Kadarius Tony or not. It doesn't matter because Patrick Mahomes is going to make plays to whoever's out there because he is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. So don't do that. That's all. Like, that's all I'm saying. So, again, kudos to KC taking care of business 23-20 at home uh, to advance to the AFC, uh, to advance to the Super Bowl. Of course, Super Bowl 57 um, has a number of storylines. Obviously, this is the first Super Bowl with two black quarterbacks um, starting for both teams. It's the first time that's ever happened. Patrick Mahomes on Thursday said it was quote-unquote special uh, for that to happen. So, so I think I think Jalen Hurts marks the seventh black quarterback to start a Super Bowl. So, again, a, a pretty historic um, achievement for both of those guys. Obviously, as you'll hear, you know, ad nauseum for the next, you know, eight days or so. The first Super Bowl with opposing brothers, Travis, Travis Kelsey on one sideline, Jason Kelsey on the other sideline. Um, you know, people call this the Kelsey Bowl, the Brothers Bowl. According to them, they're not really big fans of it, but neither here nor there. Obviously, there's the also the subplot of Andy Reid facing off against the Eagles team that he coached a not too long ago. Um, Andy Reid, a Hall of Fame level coach with both teams, which is kind of kind of funny to think about, but had a tremendous run here in Philadelphia. Had a, has is still having a tremendous run in Kansas City with the Chiefs. And, of course, Nick Sirianni has a little bit of Chiefs history as well. He was an assistant for the Chiefs for four years. So we got some coaching stuff there. We got some brother stuff there. We got some, you know, two black quarterbacks going against each other. A lot of storylines in the Super Bowl. And, again, arguably the two best teams in the the NFL, as you said, from wire to wire. So this is shaping up to be a pretty decent game, at least on paper. Oh, no. I I, I mean, and this is – and. You got a lot of good personalities, man. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. for us, we don't care because our team's in it. But for an average, like, I don't know, NFL fan, you get the best player in the NFL. You get, like, I don't know, like, not just, like, brothers. It's not like, I don't know, the Achos playing each other. Sorry. Right. I, I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like, you're getting, like, two Pro Bowl players. And, I, I mean, like, I mean, maybe Air Force is right in his ring. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the simulation was a big fan of the New Heights podcast. I don't know. And then, uh, for me, I feel like, I don't know, the, the, the storyline that's not going to be talked about, talked about enough, but probably should be, is Andy Reid. And, like, I don't know, somehow, when when Andy Reid gets inducted in the Hall of Fame, he's going to get inducted as a chief. Yeah, no, he's going to be a chief, and he should be a chief. I mean, but, you know. No, but I feel like, I don't know, he had a Hall of Fame career as an eagle. I, I mean, but I feel like somehow he's almost doubled his success here in, in KC. Yeah, this is this is like pre – this is like Tom Brady post-40 and pre-40 with Andy Reid. It's like pre-KC Andy Reid and post-KC Andy Reid have incredible credentials that rival anybody. Um, he's got you know 100 plus wins with both franchises. You know what does what does another Super Bowl do for Andy Reid? Like I don't know. Like does that put him in that like not Bill, but like does no. that put him in the like then like that third that third tier? Yeah, he's in that he's in that third tier. Yeah, he's not the he's not on the Bill Walsh you know like Chuck Knoll tier, but he's the tier right below it. I mean against two is, Super Bowl victories. Is he in a part? Is he in a Parcells tier? I think he's in the Parcells tier. Yeah, I think he's in, a, in that Parcells Jimmy Johnson tier for sure. Yeah, and again, like it, it's like this I, is the same guy. This is the same guy that was synonymous with choke. Like, I, and like I don't know. <laughs> and even with the Chiefs before Mahomes got there, they had a lot. I, I mean, remember that Colts game? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, 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 and like I feel that like it's only been in the last five years. Well, 
since they got Mahomes that he's completely rewritten his 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 his, his Hall of Fame like resume. Well, Patrick Mahomes, um, according to the members of the New York Giants, anybody can clearly win with Patrick Mahomes. You don't have to be a great coach to win with Patrick Mahomes. I'm sure that's the story coming out of East Rutherford. But no, seriously, like for a long time, when you know while he was here, even in his early days with the Chiefs, you know, like a lot of knock on uh, on knock on Andy Reid was, you know, wasn't a good game day coach. Like players loved him, wasn't a good game day coach, terrible time manager, couldn't win a big game, all that good stuff. Um, but again, like you said, like Patrick Mahomes comes up and that kind of cleans up a lot of stuff. When it when it comes to to Andy Reid and Andy Reid again is, is, a, is a fantastic coach. Um, again, was it three Super Bowl appearances, four Super Bowl people, well, whatever, whatever, whatever it's going to be when he, when he's done, um, he's going to have a, a tremendous resume that's going to be right up there with again like the Jimmy Johnsons, the Bill Parcells. Again, maybe if he racks up a couple more, maybe even he can even kind of go up that that next uh, notch. But again, and good, arguably, yeah. and sorry, and arguably, probably the best subtree. Of the Bill Walsh uh, coaching tree, yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point, yeah, like, yeah, because because Bill because Bill Walsh is the is the big tree, but when you yeah. go, when you go to the, the branch the big branches of that tree, the Mike Holmgrens, you know that yeah, uh, like the, like the who's leads. better than like out of even like I don't know like you putting Gruden better than Andy Reid? I don't absolutely think so. Not. No, absolutely not. No, 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 no. Andy Reid's the guy. Like he he's the big he's the biggest branch of that tree. So yeah, so kudos to again, kudos to to Andy Reid for again just you know putting up two Hall of Fame careers in two different cities. Uh, but we'll talk a whole lot more about that game specifically um, next week. I did see I don't know if you saw um, some area schools already announced a two hour delay for Super Bowl Monday, which is a good thing. Um, other businesses should take note on this because again, the Super, yeah, right. Super Bowl is going to end at ten o'clock. That's just the game, and if good things happen, we saw what happened. On Broad Street last Sunday, we saw what happened at KNA last Sunday. We saw what happened on both Broad and Oregon, I should say, and City Hall last Sunday. We saw what happened all around the city, city last Sunday. If the Eagles pull off a victory, it's going to happen times ten. Now, now I have a question. Yes, is it is it fair or foul to still be celebrating like that after your LA to get to a Super Bowl? You- Even though, no, like, is it fair or foul for fans to celebrate a Super Bowl birth? Even oh, though, absolutely. like, I don't, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Even though, like, because I understand the last time. Yeah. I understand everything about the last time. And thank God I was five years younger than I was now to experience all that. Because I have zero interest to doing any of that stuff right now. Like, like uh, someone asked me, they're like, are you going to go to the parade? I was like, absolutely not. I'm not going to the parade. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be on my, te- my television. Yeah, I have at, at, at the current time. And I can't speak for how I'll feel eight days from now, but at the current time, I have zero zero desire to go to the parade. I I have more of a desire. I won't, but I have more of a desire to just figure see what happens on Broad Street next Sunday if it, if they win it. But I, I'm not doing that parade thing. Like you said, like I'm glad this happened when it happened. You know, five years ago, so that I you know I had the energy to kind of deal with all that stuff. I don't have the energy to deal with that now. Like, no, like, absolutely not. No, like, no, I'm, I'm still deciding. That. I'm still deciding on whether I actually want to see people on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I guess I have to. I don't know. I think. I, I do. Do whatever. Do whatever feels good to you. I know a lot of people are doing what they did last time at the Super Bowl because again, superstition and things like that. I haven't really thought much about it because again, it's still a week out. But again. We got like it's yeah. You can always you always sell it like I think you can always celebrate 
conference championships. I think that's okay. Cool. Like you can always celebrate conference championships, but before the show, you you had kind of threw something out there, and I want to kind of talk to you. And I think I've said this on the show before. Probably said it when the Eagles made the Super Bowl last time because we were on the air. Probably said it when the Phillies made it, made the World Series. It's always weird to me to buy divisional championship and conference championship gear. It's so weird to me. I've never done it, and I never will. It uh, doesn't feel. It doesn't feel right. Like don't no, you? I, like, no. It doesn't feel right. I I have to admit, when I was thirteen or twelve, when the Phillies won, because that was my first experience with winning, and like I don't know, I went a little crazy. I went to like I don't know, Shanks or whatever the hell the Modell's. store was in nineteen. Yeah, Models, and I got the division, the Phillies division championship, and then I wore the heck out of it to like school and stuff. And then when they won the the the, the NL, I bought the black John. Now because not like, but like I don't know. But I feel like I don't know. Like if that's your first experience of winning, especially us who haven't experienced much of it, I don't really blame. Yeah. But for the Eagles, if you would have like, and it's not like the Eagles have been this like, it's not like the Jets or the or like the, the the Dolphins who haven't done squat in like a century. Like I don't know, like you could have had seven chances to like I don't know, like buy division gear. You don't need that. Like, I mean, like and like I don't blame anyone for buying like conference championship gear the first time because mm-hmm. everyone and their mother bought that stuff. In 2018, everybody you bought, like, you I bought, you bought NFC no, championship gear. No, no, I'm vain as hell. I would never be caught dead. In that. <laughs> no, no, I, I mean like the basic people. Like I don't know the, the people basic, that were, the basic sorry. people. No, the people that that lined up in front of models. The like I don't know because no, like no, sorry. The clean, clean the commoners clean this up. The, oh, no, Jesus, that's the, even worse. Us, Oh no! Like no, you're, you're you're casual fans. Like casual I don't know the people. Casual okay. fans. Thank you. Yeah. That's a bad. I was gonna say. I was gonna say Hammond, Hammond Edgar. But yeah. like I know. But like no, because these are like I thought about buying it because of course I went crazy and bought some Eagles gear just to like wear it to like at me. But I, I feel that like I don't know like I, I feel especially like the people with kids because they like to get them like the current stuff and it's the most it's it's the most current thing you could buy that's true and like i don't know like it's not and like it doesn't age well i I mean but like when you go to like wawa or like that's the thing if you ever go around like i don't know like i don't know town or like doing errands people still wear super bowl 452 stuff the hats the sweatshirts so you'll see people rocking that nfc championship stuff gear i want to talk about that too but hold hold that thought for a second because let's go back to the, the the conference championship stuff eight days from now the eagles lose the super bowl to the chiefs do you still wear the conference championship gear is that is that something you're like hey man like we didn't win but at least we made it I think no, but did. okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, but no, but you have to like ask a non-vain person, like I don't like right, like okay, a, like okay. a, like, right, like well. a very subconscious. But like, all right, if you took the the vanity out of me and made me just a regular Joe, yes, and it's like, like where am I put it though? No, and, and and where do you put it in your in your like hierarchy of shirts? Do you put it in your like tier two? your tier three, or are you just like putting it in the back of like your dresser where you're like, it could get like hung up and like, you don't even find it. That's what I'm saying. Like if the, if the Eagles lose next week, then it's like, all right, I probably don't wear the shirt anymore. Cause I don't want to 
think about this game. If the Eagles win next week, you're probably going to go buy Super Bowl gear. So what is a Converse Championship shirt? Like, I don't, I'm like, this is a shirt you wear for two weeks. I don't understand Converse Championship gear at all. Like, I never will. I don't get it. Don't get it. Like, no, said, like, like, no. Well, 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 let me say this. Let me say this. Yeah. I want to, I wanna, you, you made a good point. If it's the first time in a while, I get it. Because you're right. In 93, everybody had that black joint. Like, I got it as a gift. Like, the Phillies NLCS black t-shirt. Everybody had that. Yes, that everyone that had it. Everybody had the shirt. Because the Phillies ain't wasn't weren't hadn't been in the playoffs. I hadn't been that far in the playoffs in 10 years. And that was the first one for us as kids. So, all right. That I get. I understand that. We were just we just won the Super Bowl five years ago. What does a conference championship shirt mean to me today? Nothing. And a man into me. And it won't no, mean anything no, in five in two in a week and a half. So No, but it's know. also the same people that buy souvenirs at Disney. Like I don't know. We're like they okay. want a souvenir okay. of what like, No, and I no, that's why I feel that these shirts are meant for like just like like I don't know, even diehards. I've like Diehards are probably because they just can't like not buy anything that has Eagles on it, even that terrible logo. Like, no, I, I feel like I don't know. Sometimes it's just you just like a souvenir from that moment. Or okay. like I don't know. Or like someone like I don't know. Like if you go to like I don't know, like like a sick like I don't know. Like I don't think the Sixers have had anything like special. Like I don't like I don't see like do they even make division? Like no, they've never even wanted to. No, they but the Sixers, Sixers haven't won one, but they the NBA, <laughs> okay. yeah, the NBA right, makes so. the divisional, divisional no, championship. No, here, 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 here's the million dollar question: If the Sixers ever get to the NBA Finals, would you buy an Eastern Conference shirt? No. So here's the thing: So I have, even though they haven't done that in no, 21 listen, years, I'm, I'm telling you, listen, like I have, uh, from to, to the, the 2001 run, I have a generic 2001 NBA Finals T-shirt. It's just generic. It just says it's just the 2001 NBA Finals logo, no Sixers logo, no Lakers logo. From the Eagles Super Bowl run, I have a generic Super Bowl 52 white sweatshirt, just a Super Bowl logo, not the Eagles, nothing else, just a logo. I probably should have bought an Eagles Super Bowl 52 thing or whatever. I just didn't. It just was what it was. I that's not. I don't get down like that. I don't rock like that. The Sixers no, neither do I. Sixers can make the finals. I will not buy anything that says, oh. Sixers, Jazz, NBA Finals. Like, no, this is like that's just not how I would get down. Like, it's, no, like but said, also to defend us. No, but also to defend us, we buy a buttload of merch to begin with. Yeah, so it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah, we like yeah. no. And I feel that's another thing. We're like, this is something that like I don't know the the Jones family or like I don't know will buy their kids because they don't usually like buy. They're not going yeah, to true. Mitchell and Ness. They're that's not true. going to homage to buy. No, I feel like this is for the this is for the families. And, like, I don't know, the people that just, like, want to, like, like, I don't know, wear it to, like, I don't know, Eagles Day at work. Like, no, oh, I, I, the regular but, Joes, not the regular Yeah, regular see, yeah, not, yeah, not, the, not the commoners, not the commoners, the regular Joes. <laughs> the regular no, Joes. but, like, no, like, but once again, these things are flying off the shelves. People, like, I, like, because I, I, I see now that, unfortunately, fanatics sell stuff in Mitchell and Ness, which is, like, just sacrilege, for God's sake. But, no, people were buying division stuff. When I went there yesterday, people were like, of course, people were buying the conference stuff. No, I, I feel like they just want, like, I don't know, the most current. They want the single. They want, like, the current single off the Eagles album. And, like, I don't know, like, and we're proud to them. Like, I, and once again, the Eagles are just printing money. I, I mean, like, you, like, it's crazy how much people, not 
You, how many people you know have like two pieces of Eagles gear? Nobody. People have like yeah. ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if, if you have an Eagle shirt, you have ten Eagle shirts. And, yeah, <laughs> and like yeah, and and well, I, I will say this. Though. I, I will say this. Like, like, and I don't know if this counts. And I'll, again, you can be the arbiter of this. But then I, I did see a generic, well, not generic, but it was a Super Bowl Fifty Seven pullover that has the Super Bowl logo and the Eagles logo. Now, I don't know if that counts. Is that too generic? Is that conference? I don't think well, that's a conference championship stuff because it doesn't say NFC championship winner. No, but, okay. No, here you're. You'll be the you, you'll be the judge and jury of this. I want to get uh uh an eagle like a Jason Kelsey jersey T-shirt with the Super Bowl logo. I like it. Fair fact. Like that. no, okay, that's one hundred percent fair. Yeah, no Super Bowl logo, Super Bowl stuff. That's excluded. Like you can't get that stuff. So anything with a logo, okay. one because right. you know, like I, I posted. I'm buying it this weekend. Yeah, no, I posted it on Twitter. No, like, like the one thing I the one thing I regret is not pulling the trigger on the Chris Long Super Bowl jersey with yeah. the logo. Because the yeah. Super Bowl, the jerseys with the logo are special. And like that's like that's different. Like I don't like win, lose, or draw or whatever like that. That jersey, that's a special little jersey. If you, no, if you like you that know player, what? that's different. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. no buyer's remorse. I should have bought fifty-five pieces of Super Bowl merch. I did it. Because I was too busy going out. Like, no, I feel like I don't know. That was because once again, like that's 2018, Super Bowl 52 is once in a lifetime, quite literally. Like, I don't know. No one, that is like, I don't know. Like, that will be my favorite sports moment until the day I cease to exist. Like, I don't know. It just will be. And I wish I had more, like, other than the YouTubes that I watch. I wish I would have, I, I wish I had something more concrete. And I feel that, like, I don't know, like, some people just, and maybe, like, some people, maybe a family wants to say, you know what? Let's follow the path. Let's get the division. Let's get the – and just, like, put it in, like, a, a, a time machine or something. Like, no, I feel like – like, that's what memories rule. It's like, I don't know, you can like, – like, you, you'll just remember that shirt to be like, oh, that was the, that was the Brock Purdy game that they knocked everybody yeah. out. So, all right, so so one last question so we can wrap this up. And, and take yourself out of this because, again, you have the personal – well, a lot of people have personal ties to it. But take your, take your personal ties out of this. Let's go common man. Eagles – Win the Super Bowl next Sunday. You still wear the Super Bowl Fifty Two gear because you got a new one. You got a fresh one. You got a, you got you got one that's brand new. Do you still wear the Super Bowl gear from five years ago? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, right. that's just. I, I mean, that real. No, that's the OG. That's the OG. Like that's okay. the OG Super Bowl, and like I don't know. I, I feel like that has such like like beyond. It's by it's beyond sentimental to people. Like yeah. I don't know when like people like I don't know. People still like get teary eyed, like Sean Domingo. When like I don't know when like I don't know Brandon Graham. Like I don't know like with like the the call of the Brandon Graham sack and like stuff like that. Like that. Like I'm telling you, like people will revisit that every year, like of like February fourth anniversary. And like and no and you know and I'll give you another one. How are you like? Are you feeling confident about this Super Bowl? Because because the last Super Bowl I. I I in the end talked to myself into the into the Eagles winning, but Jesus, waiting for that game, I was a nervous wreck waiting for two weeks. I'm more confident about this game than, than yeah. the game. Yeah, sure, sure. But uh, yeah, but I haven't really kind of got myself into because again, this two weeks is a long. Like when you're in it, like I, like I don't remember how how bad it is when you're in it. But when you're in it, it's the longest two weeks in in life. It is so – there are so many storylines and just so much nonsense kind of you have to kind of sort through to get between now and the game. 
it's a lot, but you're right. Like I, I, I feel more confident about this team. I think no, I think they have a better. I think they, I think they have a better team. I, I mean, I, you can argue that the that the Chiefs might have three. If you lined up one to one hundred four, they might have the three best players, to the top three players. The Eagles might have the fourth to the fifteenth, or the fourth to the twentieth best players. They're just deep, and I feel that like I don't know. Usually, like I don't know because you don't like. It's hard to build deep teams like this in the salary cap era. But again, this is what happens when you when you talk to Gus, the PA lottery groundhog, <laughs> and you hit. Oh no! I, I mean, we said it. The jail. If you hit on jail hurts, that's mega millions. That's a football mega millions. And you know what? You're pretty damn close to hitting that mega millions. Yeah. No, like you got again all, more than what you bargained <laughs> for out of Jalen Hurts drafting your quarterback in the second round. And again, if you hit that, and if eight days from now, again, if, if that lottery ticket, you know, if you you realize you hit all five numbers and the Powerball, then again, like you know, we we need to have a parade specifically just for Howie Roseman. Just nobody else. Just Howie Roseman just going down the entire length of Broad Street in a pink Cadillac. Because because yeah. what can like what can you? What, you can list the things you can't do if you don't have Jalen Hurts. If you say you, like, I don't know, after Carson Wentz, like, I don't know, went, like, I don't know, like, like flatline, say you try to get a Jimmy Garoppolo, you ain't getting Hassan Reddick. Right. right. You ain't oh, getting, yeah. like, you can't keep, like, I, I, I'm not sure if you can, and, and one, you can't draft, like, at pre, like, you can't use your high picks on, like, on future starters, like the Cam Jurgens, like the, the Dickersons, like, I don't know, like, but having a quarterback like that says, you know what? We don't need to like sign all these, like, like we have enough, like, I don't know, reserve funds because we're not spending $40 million on a quarterback. We're spending two. I mean, that just, I mean, when you can spend $2 million on a quarterback, that's just like, that just opens everything up. That's why you can, but it also helps that when you've got a GM that's on like, that literally on a two-year can't-miss run, that helps too. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's why you can sign a Hassan Reddick. That's why you can make the A.J. Brown trade. That's why you can extend guys like Jordan Mailata. I mean, you can you can give the guys and you can extend guys and and kind of, I don't want to say get bargains got on guys, but again, you can get kind of get guys on, on like Mailata on, on good contracts um, like that and, again, surround them with your quarterback who's making $2 million a year. No, and I think that's yeah. why, like, when you can extend Milata, you can you can get Fletch Cox twelve million dollars right. for vibes. You can right. still give Brandon Graham thirteen million to, like, I don't know. Be, no, I, I feel like I don't know, and like it real and having. I mean, once again, like you're start like you have by far the best offensive line in 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 football, and you have a couple of dudes making nothing. Landon yeah. Dickerson. <laughs> like, remember when people said, oh, you can't draft Landon Dickerson. He's injury prone. He's like, he made the pro ball in his second year. Yeah, no, the, Landon Dickerson's been one of the better draft picks. And like you said, like the man's hit, hit on draft picks the last two years. But Landon Dickerson has been an absolute fantastic draft pick uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. And again, it's going to be hopefully if he can um, play play well with that brace that he's going to need on on next Sunday. Hopefully he'll be part of that that line that'll lift a Super Bowl trophy um, again eight days from now in Glendale, Arizona at Super Bowl 57. We mentioned Tom Brady. Of course, he was a quarterback in Super Bowl 52. The Eagles faced off faced off against. He has retired for good after 23 seasons. Tom Brady, again, first ballot, all-time, all-time quarterback, Hall of Famer. He's number one. We're not going to rank him. It is what it is. Um, other NFL news, the Broncos traded some picks to land Sean Payton to be their head coach. 
Pinico Ryan's got the Texans uh, head coaching job. Uh, Kellen Moore is now the OC for the Chargers, which is a pretty big good, good news for Justin Herbert. And 47 and a half people, million people, I should say, um, watched the NFC Championship game, a game that was a blowout. That had they a watched a they watched a, a game that had one team with no quarterback. Correct for like half the more than half the game. That's correct. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey like ran some weird wildcat play where he threw the ball to like no one, no one near thirty yards of, yeah. of the ball, and forty-seven and a half million people still tuned in to watch that game on average, uh, to watch that game. So do they? You, does the Super Bowl get a hundred? Yeah, Super Bowl always gets a hundred. Super Bowl always like the thing is, does it get one hundred ten? That's the question. Super Bowl always gets a hundred. Kansas City and and uh, well, you know, Pertz and Mahomes is a good story. Like we said, the brothers and Andy Reid. The storylines are good. Rihanna. Yeah, Rihanna. The storylines are great. We're going to get 110 easily. Like, it's going to be a really, really, really um, heavily watched Super Bowl. So, very excited to see it. We will talk a lot more about the Super Bowl next week on the show here on the Broad Street Line. But we need to talk about the lead up to the Super Bowl of WWE. Of course, the first step in that is the Royal Rumble, which happened this past week at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. And again, to the, the, the shock and surprise of most of us, the night's festivities began with the men's Royal Rumble, which is usually the last event of the night. But the men's Royal Rumble kicked off the show last Saturday. Um, a very entertaining Royal Rumble. Again, I'm not going to get caught up in a moment. One of, one of the better ones of all time. I'm not going to say it's the best, but it was, really, it was a really good one. Started off pretty well with Gunther and Sheamus, two, two big meaty men slapping meat, kind of getting things off one and two. But, of course, and again, all of us, including myself, or a lot of us, I should say, including myself, try to talk ourselves out of out of logic and knowledge and predict someone else to win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> but the most logical person won the Royal Rumble on the men's side, of course. That's Cody Rhodes coming in at number thirty and winning the Royal Rumble, eliminating Gunther um, to to earn his spot at WrestleMania. I don't know why I kind of talked myself out of it. It seemed too too on the nose, but sometimes on the nose is right. So kudos to Cody Rhodes. No, sometimes. No, sometimes I think, like, people, like, I don't know, like, and I think with the whole Bloodline Sammy thing, I think people were trying to, like, slightly diss Cody Rhodes. And Cody Rhodes is, he's he's arguably the second most money-making wrestler in the company, and he's only been here less than a year. Like, I don't know. You, when you go to these events, when you watch, like, I don't know, these videos, these kids love the nightmare, man. They got, like, it's got a cool, no, I feel like, I, and, and when you see that, like, that first banner, that WrestleMania banner, it looks right. I mean, like, I don't know, like, the royal family thing, the family thing, like, people are like, I don't know, like, I, I think they can, like, I don't know, because I feel that, like, I don't know, this this bloodline thing is going to get a nice, I don't know, like, semi-end at Elimination Chamber. Because, like, I, I mean, people are going to, like, say Sami Zayn's not going to get his moment. He's going to get his moment. Is, is is it going to be in front of like fifty seven thousand people? No, but is is it going to be in his hometown where they're literally going to cheer the bejesus out of him? Yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about elimination chamber in a moment because a lot of people thought that Sami Zayn was going to get that WrestleMania moment by being in the Royal Rumble um, and winning the Royal Rumble and facing uh, Roman Reigns um, at WrestleMania. That did not happen. But again, we will tell you why that didn't happen because again, the WWE kind of had their own script for what was going to happen, um, an, an actual an actual script for what was going to happen at Royal Rumble. Um, the next match, script. Yes, yes. The next match after that was the Pitch Black match versus LA Knight and Bray Wyatt. Um, it was terrible. 
Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get into Bray Wyatt. Can't Bray Wyatt just have a normal match, a, a normal feud? I'm here. I'm gonna say it, man. I'm gonna say it, and this is big for me. And you know, you know, you know how I feel about Bray Wyatt, man. I'm pretty much out. I am pretty much out of this dude, man. Like this is, we just need, like you said, we just need some regular match under regular lights, which is regular <laughs> stuff. Not Uncle Howdy. Not stuff exploding. Not no green. You can't like, even blame Vince McMahon anymore. I feel that this is like no. no I, I, no. I feel that I, I feel Hunter has given Bray a lot of leeway in doing his thing. Because that narrative, unfortunately, on these stupid internet, is, yo, they're handcuffing Bray. No, no, I feel like, no, they are giving him clearance, especially now. I mean, they brought him back. I mean, like, why the heck would you bring him back and handcuff his ideas? So they're letting Bray cook. So you know know who's a worse cook than Russell Wilson? Bray Wyatt. (laughs) I can't disagree, man. Like, everything Everything that led up to, like, you know, with the QR codes and stuff, I was like, all right, you know, this is going to be cool, whatever. And then he came back, it's whatever, whatever. And then you have him in a program with a guy who can talk, LA Knight, a guy who can work, LA Knight. I'm like, all right, maybe something's going to happen with this. But, you know, once I heard it was a Mountain Dew pitch black match, I'm like, I don't have high expectations. It, it, I don't know, what's the, whatever the, like, it was, whatever my expectations were, it far, you know, didn't even come close to those. I, I don't know what you do with this dude. You can't, like you can't keep doing no, this kind of stuff, man. By the you way, can't. Undertaker was never this weird, right? No, he was no, never no, this no. weird. No, and that's the thing. He just got the rub from Undertaker the other day, so I'm like, all right. No, but like, I always felt that. I always felt that, like, just do what Taker did. But you know what? Taker didn't do this Uncle Howdy stuff. Oh, no, I feel like I don't know. Like, you can still kind of be like this, like, m- like mysterious dude, but cut real promos. Literally, the. The single thing that he's been known for is being mean when he says, don't make me fight these urges, my brother. Like, no, I feel like that's his lasting contribution. And more importantly, what do you do with this dude for Mania? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I have no idea how would you go from here. I don't know. Like, you can't keep having these matches where, again, like stuff is glowing neon green or whatever. Say, like you said, <laughs> be the Undertaker. Come out when it's really dark. Sometimes if you want to do something crazy, turn all the lights out. All right. All right. But you have to do but you have to start having bangers. You've got to have bangers. Like, I don't, you know, bangers like because that's the thing that bangers. people forget. Like, like people think, like, I don't know, Taker was just having bangers when he was with Sean. Dude, he had good matches. Like, I still remember those came like those came matches in the beginning. They had fire and everything. But you know what? They did, they wrestled. Yeah. When, the, yeah. when is the last time that Bray Wyatt has wrestled? I, I, I'm really is he Ben Simmons? Is he Ben Simmons <laughs> of wrestling? I'm really struggling to figure out when was the last good 15 minute Bray Wyatt match. I don't know when it was. No, he hasn't. It's been like, a long time. I, I'm telling you, he had that Randy Orton match where, like, I don't know, they which, threw which, up on somebody. Which, which one? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Did he burn Randy Orton? So, or or well, did Randy? Bliss. That was Alexa Bliss. Oh, yeah. He had the fireball. Yeah. The 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 hell of a cell with Seth, which was an abomination of life. Um, I, I can't I can't do that whole the um what was the one the uh the House of Horrors match I can't defend that at all that was the worst match in history against Randy Orton that was the worst match ever uh, no, I can't so, defend this dude anymore. only 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 Jonathan Anthony Felix Cena could save him from that firefight because one it was scripted yeah I can't defend this man, man anymore I can't so. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll save the Bray Wyatt stuff. We gotta get to the other stuff, but we will save this Bray Wyatt conversation.
for a couple of weeks because I can't defend this dude anymore. Uh, Bianca Belair versus the aforementioned Alexa Bliss. Bianca Belair won in a squash. Alexa Bliss might be controlled by Uncle Howdy. Who cares? I don't care. The women's women's Royal Rumble. Who do you hate more, Uncle Howdy or Top Dollar? Oh, oof. Jeez, I don't know if I have enough time to get into my Top Dollar hate. Do we even know who's Uncle Howdy? No, we don't. We still don't know. Well, I guess WrestleMania will tell us. Who the who the heck knows? Uh, The Women's Royal Rumble. um, Asuka came back in her um, her original original New Japan. Um, kind of clown persona. That was pretty cool. Um, Nia Jax came back. Everyone dumped her out of the ring. That was very cool. But again, a lot of people try to talk themselves out of logic and say, who should win this? Rhea Ripley was the most logical person. And Rhea Ripley came in at and, one. And looked awesome. And, and looked awesome. by the way, the way that she like ended that was... No, I, I mean, they are building Rhea Ripley to be like the... Like, like, the one B next to Bianca Belair, and it should be like those two should be running WWE Women's Wrestling for the next five years. Yep. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And Rhea Ripley is going to face Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania for her title. Of course, the big event of Royal Rumble was Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Not necessarily the match itself, but the match was pretty good. They had a banger. Um, you know, Roman Reigns came out on top, and then it got a little brutal um, for for many people involved, including Sami Zayn. The Bloodline came out. They all took turns beating down uh, Kevin Owens. Roman Reigns handcuffed Owens to the ropes. Was going to hit him with a chair. Sami Zayn was like, "Nah, I don't do this. It's too much. Like you're above this or whatever." So Roman Reigns was like, "All right, you do it." So Sami Zayn. This is my life. This yeah, is Sammy, my life. <laughs> yeah, Sami Zayn had a, had a conscience of uh, well, after, after Roman Reigns got in his face and said that he would be going back to doing jackass stuff, <laughs> uh, which was an amazing line. No one talks about that line. That line was amazing. Yeah, that was man. an amazing line. Um, he, so Roman Reigns gave him the chair. Roman Reigns, uh, Sami Zayn, with his back turned, uh, was Roman's back turned. Sami Zayn, um, he hit the hit Roman Reigns with the chair, apologized to Jey Uso. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, brother, I just couldn't do it. So Sami Zayn gets beat up, but Jey Uso had a crisis of conscience himself and said, you know what, I can't do it. He walked out. So he walks out. The bloodline beats up Sami Zayn. Zayn and Owens are left in the ring. The whole crowd is hot. Just cursing out Roman Reigns. There's a whole rift in a bloodline. This was the greatest climax to a WWE story, a wrestling story. This is better than Sammy winning the World Rumble. I have ever seen in my life. Yeah, ten times better. Not even close. Nope. The the the, the crowd reaction when Sammy hit Roman with that chair, I will never forget. I will never forget. This story has hit on every single note, man. Like I don't understand. I, and we I'm still so don't know bad. how it's gonna end. We still yeah. don't know. Yeah, as of this recording, again, this is recorded before, you know, the postscript of those events on at, at Royal Five Rumble. million people are going to watch this, baby. No, yeah. I'm telling you, like, it is something that resonates. Like, no. And I think that, like, I don't know. They, they've done a tremendous job beating, being one step ahead of the dirt sheets. Because people, or or the or the internet, like, I don't know, because people are saying, oh, Sammy's going to win, Sammy's going to win, da 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 like, I don't know, like, no, no, I, no one, not even David R. Meltzer predicted. No. And this is, I, I and I feel this is what this has kind of, and what it, it does callbacks. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel that, like, I don't know. This is like, for me, this is, this is like, I don't know. Uh, uh, what's that show with Macaulay Culkin's brother? Uh, Succession for me, because it does callbacks to two seasons ago. When Roman Reigns is is just like I don't know playing mind games with Jay, like I don't know, 
There are so many ways to interpret this. Usually, there's no there's one way to interpret a wrestling feud, one way. And then, but now I feel that like people do the same things that you do for True Detective. Yeah, no, this is again. Like, if you go back, and again, you can even go back to the, the Shield days when Seth Rollins turned on Roman. Yes, Reigns. I mean, there's 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 ties to that. As Chris mentioned there's ties to the whole the whole Jimmy the um the the you know the I quit you're the head of the Chief storyline during the pandemic. There is some callbacks <clears throat> to like Ring of Honor with KO and Sam. No, and like I don't know, and I feel that like I don't know. This is why I think Roman handpicked KO and Sammy to be in the story. Because they know that, like, I don't know, like, they have, like, like, you, like, this is something where, like, you don't need to, like, I don't know, like, you can, I, I feel that this kind of caters to everyone, caters to casuals, caters to hardcore, caters to the, like, indie people who watch, like, because, I don't know, it's just, sometimes, and I think we need to start talking about it in a historical reference, is this a top five, uh, None, I won't say wrestling because, like, I don't know that. I don't know if it's hard to do that. But in WWFE, is this a top five storyline of all time? Top one. I'm not even what? top one. Top oh, one. Name, name a better story. Like, give like the NWO was a gimmick. The NWDX thing was a gimmick. I mean, that's fine. It's cool, you know. Or Austin versus you know McMahon. I mean, I don't call that storyline. That was just two people kind of going at each other. I'm talking about a fully fleshed out, a fully developed story that has layers. This is top one. I can't think of I anything. Feel, no, no, yeah, no, no. I feel if you like it, a layered story, yeah. I feel it's probably number one. But I feel that, like, I don't know, like, no, like, I mean, there have been some amazing feuds in, like, I don't know, like, Owen Brett, the Mega Powers. Like, I don't know, that feel like that, like, I, I mean, like, I don't only talk about Hulk Hogan, but, like, I feel that was, like, a story where, like, I don't know, you had, like, a jealousy. You had, like, I don't know, like, lost Hogan. But, like, I don't know, like, and but I, I don't know. Like I feel that for this era where you have like I don't know the like like the chats after a show. Like I don't know this. I feel this story is perfect for social media because you can like yeah. kind of like like throw around theories. Because like in the eighties there were no like or nineties there were no shows like this. There were yeah. no shows like. Like, like, were there theories about the wire? No, we knew. Like, like, there was no like all alternate. Like, I don't know theories about the wire. No, you're right, and I wish we had more time to talk about this. But you're right. Like, there was, and but just keep over wrestling. There was no alternate theories about like the mega powers. Like, oh my god, no. is like Hulk Hogan stealing Miss Elizabeth? Like, you know, I was like, yeah. you know, it was what it was. Like, we just kind of yeah, no, it. no, it, it wasn't like a callback to. 1981 AWA. Yeah, no, it was none of that. So, and again, we only have a few minutes, so we well, a minute, so we got to wrap this up. But as of this recording, we have no idea what we don't specifically know what's going on, but we do know that uh, what we we do um, theorize that at Elimination Chamber in Montreal, Sami Zayn and Sometown, Sami Zayn will get a chance to face Roman Reigns for the undisputed uh, WWE Universal title. And again, if you talk to Sami Zayn six months ago or, you know, a year ago when he was doing quote-unquote jackass stuff, if he would be in a main event in his hometown versus Roman Reigns for the title, he would say, you know what, this is a win above a win above a win. So kudos to Sami Zayn, kudos to WWE, who allegedly had this in the books for since October, November. Um, kudos to them for their plan. Really, the execution. That's what I heard. I heard that this was always planned to be the Russell, the Elimination Chamber main event for the last few months. So kudos. A couple, shout out, so shout out to, to Michael P.S. Hayes, aka Doc Hendricks. 
Yeah, kudos, yeah, kudos to Trips and PS and TJ Kid and whoever else is out there. With the book. Um, kudos to all you guys. Uh, but we will talk a lot more about this again in the coming months and, of course, coming weeks um, as we kind of lead up to Elimination Chamber. Uh, but, ladies and gentlemen, again, we have a Super Bowl to prepare for, and we have again eight days from today. We will find out if the Super the Eagles can bring back their second Super Bowl championship um, in in five years, which again sounds crazy to me to to say, but it's possible. Philadelphia City of Champions, Phillies running uh, the World Series this year. You know who knows what's in, ter- in turn for the Sixers. Hopefully, some great things happening in the city of Philadelphia over the next few weeks. But that's it for us here on 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia. Until next week, we are out of here. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Have a good weekend, everyone. See you guys. Go Birds. Acorns knows that when you're in school, money can be tight. There's books, there's supplies, there's buffalo chicken pizzas at 2 a.m. Acorns can round every purchase up to the nearest dollar and automatically invest your spare change for you. Turn that pizza into small steps towards your future. Plus, Acorns is giving students a $10 bonus investment. Go to acorns.com college to get started. Investment advisory services offered by Acorns Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.